We are Amy and Jen, sisters, health coaches, and creators of MB Wellness Coaching, and this is The Whole Package. In this podcast, we cover it all so you can learn to live happy, be confident, and keep growing. We cover topics from food and nutrition, exercise, mental health, habits, relationships, self-love, finances, kindness, humanity, and how improving your whole package can make you a better human. Welcome back to the Whole Package Podcast. Today we are on to part three of our mastering meal prep for the family. So last episode we talked about actually cooking up the food. Um, And today we are going to start talking about helping your kids eat healthy. Right. So a lot of our clients have struggled with this one as they are trying to improve their uh, lifestyle by eating healthier. They are still feeling like they have to cook their meals and then they're cooking their kids' meals. Or I've have, I had um, multiple clients like, I'm doing so good, but then I'm eating all the kids' snacks, <laughs> which is, you know, working on their behaviors, you know, which we, we can still kind of work on that. Doesn't mean we have to take the kids' snacks away altogether, mm-hmm. but um, kind of adjusting how the whole family eats together versus making two separate meals or feeling like you have to lock the kids ring dings up. Um, So that's something that we cover a lot when we do our one-on-one coaching and then also in our Facebook members group um, and in a lot of our guides that we have on the website. These are things that we're trying to help you kind of master and get through. So with keeping that in mind when we're trying to work on behavior for kids is being a good role model. So your kids see what you do, they see what you eat, they act like you, and they tend to eat what you eat or what you provide for them. So, you know, it's always interesting to see a a child make a comment about something and you'll be like, hmm, wonder where they learned that. And sometimes it's from their parent, sometimes it's from their grandparent or aunt or uncle or their friends, particularly as they get older and they're, oh, so-and-so does this. So the more role models that they have modeling, you know, a behavior of eating their vegetables, you know, keeping it super simple and you're not forcing it, but you're just showing them that this is how you are taking care of yourself. Um, Keeping that in mind, you're the one buying the grocery groceries when you're the one that when they're little, you're the one that's fixing the food. So you have some control over that. Um, With that being said, you obviously don't want to have a fight every meal with your child. It's not fun for them. It's not fun for you. So kind of having some leeway with that, you know, I know when we grew up, it was, you eat what's put in front of you. There really wasn't a second option very rarely. Mm. And the second option, if it was there was a peanut butter sandwich, then maybe yeah, another right. food. It wasn't another meal. Um, so kind of keeping that in mind. Um, the other thing that I think, often parents miss out on in this this option even if they are trying to model that good behavior is to talk about how they're feeling about the way they're eating so you know just making simple comments like oh I love to eat my broccoli because I feel like I have so much more energy when I eat my vegetables or when you're eating that balanced plate of protein carbs and fat you know you're feeling full longer you're not having to snack as much um so trying to avoid like broccoli is good and goldfish are bad, like not assigning good or bad 
to food, to specific foods or food groups, but just talking about the positives of a particular group that you may find healthier. Nice. All important information. And it's so true. Um, when the, for me, when the kids were little, I definitely was like not eating my best. And then I would buy them the thing, this standard typical thing that you thought kids liked and wanted to eat, like the goldfish snack crackers and <laughs> Teddy Grahams. Oh, and those yeah. aren't bad foods, but if you're not being mindful of getting the other macronutrients in, they're not staying with you long. They're not satiating you. They're, you need that protein to help you feel full longer. Um, so if you're eating all of those snacky foods, they're definitely coming to the kitchen table, not super hungry. So then you provide them with something that they depict as they don't want to eat it. Then it, it just makes it more of a fight. Um, so like you said, when I started eating my vegetables, they would mirror a little bit more. Don't get me wrong. We still had a few battles here and there and, uh, it's, it's a continual effort for everyone, but some of the big things that I did to get them in a better state of mind was involving them in everything. So we sit down and we make our meal plans together. Um, I mean, I know we say we do the same thing week in and week out, but it's become more of like, okay, on Tuesdays is Taco Tuesday is no longer just tacos. We'll do tacos or enchiladas or nacho plates or we kind of have a different vibe so it's we get to still pick what we do um, and change it up that way so if you're including them in the planning they're going to remember oh I picked that we should have tacos or I picked that we should have this so then they're more apt to eat something that they made that decision um, that gives them a little more they feel a little more power in the choice um, and then bring them grocery shopping <laughs> if if you want to yeah uh, depends on the age group when they're little it does make it a little more challenging but if you can make it fun and incorporate fun into the purchases that you want them to gravitate towards you're going to be more successful if you're frazzled and your kids are a hot mess and everybody's just having a bad day it's probably not the best day to take them um but getting them in the grocery store showing them the produce section um, and the section that doesn't, the food does not come in boxes. It's just the planting that little bit of a seed that they understand that those are the foods that are fresh and that I should eat more of these foods and not gravitate towards the packaging and marketing of the other more popular treats and stuff. Um, and that way, they just, they can see it with their own eyes. Um, I remember watching a documentary once and like some kids have, there's like fruits and vegetables, some kids have just never seen. And it blew my mind. I feel like we always went grocery shopping with mom. I don't know if it's, if we did when we were really little, but I still think we did. Mm -hmm. I kind of have memories of that. So like always going into the grocery store. So you saw those things, but then like knowing that there are people out there that don't have that luxury or just had never gone to the store. I'm not sure, but seeing the food and, and knowing that it takes parts of those foods to mix, to make the meal 
um, it kind of gives you the power in the food and like understanding that you are going to be the one that manipulates it and makes it into something other than that lump of broccoli in the produce section. Um, I was, sorry, sidetracked. There was a TikTok video the other day of somebody cooking broccoli and they just took the whole like head of broccoli and put it in a boiling pot of water, which made me chuckle really bad because I was like, I've never tried to do it like that. Yeah. I kind of wonder if it works because Abby makes a giant mess when she cuts broccoli to cook it. So maybe we just cook the whole head and then cut it when it's done. Yeah, that's what I do. I've always cut it into tiny florets no, before I, I cook it. In the big, there's usually like two or three bigger pieces. It's not necessarily yeah. the entire head, but the bigger yeah. pieces. And then you chop it when it's over, when it's cooked and it doesn't make as much of a mess. TikTok is teaching you stuff. I'm just like, I've never even thought to just cook the whole thing. It's always like, oh, I'll cut it small because I like to eat it small. But yeah. any hoosies, sorry, folks. Tangent. <laughs> just in case, maybe other people haven't. Right? That's true. Know that. There's a TikTok out there. Go watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and then like allowing them in the kitchen to help you um, cook is going to be a big step in the right direction. Um I personally struggled with this when the kids were little. I don't know if y'all know that I had a bit of some control issues. <laughs> and I like things my way. Um, as on top of that, as a young child, I had an injury with a knife and therefore my kids did not use real knives until they were like 10 and they were allowed a butter knife. <laughs> So having them help me in the kitchen was like, okay, maybe I won't because you, this could happen. But we definitely got them in the kitchen, the, probably right around 10 for cooking meals. Um, but you can do it so much earlier. Like there's no rules, obviously. You can kind of let your kid guide you. But if they're wanting to be in the kitchen, let them be in the kitchen. It will be okay. Um, and then that just, even if they're just on the other side of the counter, like with their little kid knives, chopping veggies, or just kind of including them in the process is going to help them want to eat the food at the end too. Um, so they helped along the way and they're going to eat it because they made it. It just makes it more special when you make it until you're an adult. And then everything just takes better when somebody else makes it. So true. Like your Greek bowls are way better than my Greek bowls. And I don't know why. Do you we do the same thing? Greek style seasoning? Yeah. Sure. Mm -hmm. But yours just tastes better. It's just because you make it with love. Yep. I blow little kisses into it. <laughs> Not now. Can't blow <laughs> COVID now. kisses in people's food. Yeah, you've seen people like even having like small intimate birthday parties for their kids. And it's like, yeah, don't blow on the candles, which is fun. <laughs> really disgusting when you think about it anyway but we've been doing for years so. for years we've just been Long blowing spent. germs yeah. on the cake and everybody gets to eat it it's funny what's coming out of covid that we're like oh we're never doing that again like why did we do that in the first place right yeah. um the other thing you know again you're the parent you get to make all these decisions these are just sort of some thoughts for you to think about, but limiting the number of prepackaged snacks in your pantry and how many they get every day. 
So maybe having a limit of one to two pre-packaged snacks a day, which, you know, might mean, you know, a couple of Oreos or a little, um, what, like fruit snack or goldfish package, like those things trying to limit to a, one or two a day. And then at the other times of day, if kids are asking for snacks, you know, offering the fruits and veggies and nuts and yogurts, um, you know, and sometimes kids are asking for a snack, but they, what they really need is like a meal. They actually need some protein and fat and carbs, you know, more healthy carbs that will keep them full longer. Um, depending on their age groups, you know, some kids, you know, toddler age, they're, they're going to be snacking more. They're not going to sit down and eat a full meal. You know, bellies are only so big. So you definitely have to go with what age group your child is in. And then, you know, some kids are meals. I want three meals a day, four meals a day. Some are grazers and they're going to be snacking more often. Um, so if that's your child and they tend to be more of a snacker, kind of offering a, what I like to call like an adult lunchable where you're getting some carb, protein, and fat as a little mini meal um, versus just a, you know, high sugar snack. Um, so kind of mini meals might be cottage cheese or yogurt with um, a fruit or vegetable or with some crackers um, or, you know, grapes, nuts, and some cheese, you know, their own little charcuterie board <laughs> for those older kids that are getting more right. adult-like, have more. higher taste and palate qualities. Yes. Oh, need more children. So I'm fancy now. I've reached teenagehood. I need <laughs> fancy food. Heck, I'll take a charcuterie board myself. <laughs> My fave. So when you're providing dinner, being sure to not offer multiple options. So you can have one dinner, one backup meal. Like if you don't want the dinner, then maybe here's something simple, some eggs, toast, a vegetable. Um, it doesn't have to be a crazy second, a whole second meal. Um, that's going to one, eliminate you cooking multiple meals for multiple children. You have the one dinner that you provided. And if you don't want to battle, having that second alternate option, that's always the same in my personal parental opinion. Um, the more you start deviating and uh, working towards what they are trying to achieve, the stickier it gets. Um, so if you're just like, okay, if you don't want this, it's eggs, broccoli, and toast, or whatever you decide. Um, that way they're more apt to just take the first option because eggs lose their excitedness after a few times. Yeah. So they're just going to eat the first option because it's really going to ultimately be not that bad for them. Um, and starting, you know, with the littler kids being like, okay, like take 10 bites, take, you know, or, you know, if you're doing like a sticker system, if they're going to eat their dinner, they earn a sticker, just kind of enforcing that they need to eat what you've provided them and that cooking a second and third option for Lily and Matt and you know then Susie and Jacob I don't even know where these names came from <laughs> they want mac and cheese and they want tuna noodle casserole I don't even know tuna noodle who wants tuna I, noodle casserole I don't know not me it is so gross 
I was like, any hoosies. Like, don't fall into that system because it's just going to stress you out and it's not needed. They can learn to like what you make them. Um, It's not like liver and onions, then it's probably okay. And I feel, I feel like you did a, with Abby, she didn't like veg, a lot of vegetables. Like she only liked broccoli. So then yep. it, that was always her, okay, well, if you don't like the vegetable that was prepped, there's broccoli. And you guys always yeah. broccoli pre-cooked in the fridge. So she just had to warm it up. And Yeah. Um, so it was like, if you don't want this broccoli, then find the vegetable that's available in the fridge. And I love broccoli. So I always cook it. She thought it was for her. It's really for me. So win. So win. So win-win. So you can be flexible with them without giving them exactly what they want. Like, well, I don't want this. I want pizza. Well, no. And then kids are not going to starve. They will eventually eat something. Um, So don't be afraid to be like, okay, this this is what's available. This is what's here. You're either going to eat it or you're going to go a little hungry for four hours. And then you're going to realize that you will reheat that plate you didn't eat earlier. Um, And they will be okay. Mm -hmm. They will be okay. Perfect. And then um, you touched on this a little bit before, but trying to make new foods and making things fun is really helpful. So one is the whole try bite theory. So I know a lot of parents that um, like to do that. So whether it's, you know, they're like, I don't like it or, you know, they don't like it because they don't like what it looks like, you know, and they, so it's always try a bite. And I always recommend it's try a bite, even if they've tried it before. So, you know, every, at every mealtime, well, you got to try everything once. So one bite of everything, if you don't like it, that's fine. We won't force it. Um, but just because taste buds do change and the way you cook things changes the flavor, you know, um, broiling broccoli, roasting broccoli, or, you know, sauteing in a frying pan, that's all going to taste different. So giving some variety that way is helpful to get to kind of see, well, how do, does your kid actually like to eat broccoli? Um, so doing the try a bite is really helpful. And then the, as far as making it fun, I know, I think you guys did this. I don't know if it was during a whole 30, if you did it all the time, but the kids picked out like a new fruit or vegetable that they'd never had before each week. Um, again, just making it fun, introducing them to new things. Um, so I, I think that's kind of a cool way to do that as well. Yes, we totally did that. It was pretty fun. Suggestion, don't buy dragon fruit in Maine. <laughs> It is not meant to taste good here, apparently. You see it online and it's beautiful and pink and we got one and it was white and mushy. I'm like, well, it came a long way to get here. <laughs> so the odds of it still being good were slim, but we tried it. It would have been magical if it was delicious, but it was a little less than stellar, but that's okay. We tried it. We liked the star fruit though. That one was fun. But yeah, just trying the new things or a new vegetable every week. or And you might be surprised what they actually like that you're like, oh, surprise me. Or there's things that you don't entirely like. So you just never cooked them for your family because you don't eat them. So why would you cook them? 
That's when you yeah, find like, out your kids like stuff. <laughs> like when we made mushrooms for uh, Haley and she was like, oh, these are so good. Yeah. And she we never had a mushroom until she was never. like 10 years old. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't eat mushrooms. No, just not. I don't know. I assumed she would have come across them between birth and 10, but. Right. And maybe she did, but she didn't remember. Yeah, that could be. I don't know. Uh, what else was we surprised about? And then there's like some things like carrots, they like raw, but don't like them cooked. Mm. They'll do carrots. If I make these weird spiced carrots, I found some recipe many moons ago with like cumin and cilantro. No, cumin and coriander and cinnamon and a little bit of honey and you broil them and roast them or something. And those are really good. So don't be afraid of seasonings to jazz things up. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because they'll eat cooked carrots like that, but they won't eat plain cooked carrots with like salt and pepper. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Spices are good for you too. So <laughs> win, win. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. So that is it folks our three-part series it's been fun helping you learn to master that meal prep for your family um don't forget to find us over on facebook at our members group um, we're going to have that linked in the show notes for you and we look forward to meeting you and hearing your trials and tribulations of meal prep um, right in that facebook members group you can ask us any questions you might have, tips, tricks, we can either give you some guidance or somebody from the group might have something too. So yeah, find us over there. Great. And we'll see you next time. Awesome. Bye everyone. Bye.